Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by Sam Tizzle. Sam, it's a pleasure to have you on the show and I hope all is well. All is very well. Cheers, Dan. Absolutely buzzing with the 4-1 winner last week with the odds on uh, treble. Nice work there, boys. Absolutely. And of course, we couldn't have completed it without Jamie's effort. So last but certainly not least is Jamie Brown. Jamie, how are you feeling after the weekend's football? Yeah, really good. Of course, that that big win for Spurs, um, 2-0 against Manchester United. So I was really pleased with that. Um, Just nice to see Spurs kind of looking to play attacking football again. And, you know, really good feel feel good factor at the club um, at the moment. So that was really good to watch. But yeah, obviously plenty of good football on the weekend and uh, more to look forward to this weekend. So uh, yeah, really looking forward to this show. Me too. Right, that's all the intros out of the way. So let's get down to business. And of course, before we start... Wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips and insights. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the Odds On podcast hashtag, and who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. Okay, where should we start first? Let's start with some Friday night football as Chelsea play host to Luton. The Blues are still looking for their first win of this Premier League season. There's no value when it comes to backing the home win on its own. But Sam, would a home win to nil at evens get your pulses racing? Ooh, I don't know about pulses racing. <laughs> I think it's about on the money. Um, I'm not sure if I'll take it on or not, to be honest with you. I'll, I'll probably leave this one alone. Chelsea, obviously, have conceded uh, in both of the games so far this season. I think Luton could bring a surprise on them here. Uh, I still fancy Chelsea for the win, but yeah. I just don't know if they can keep that uh, keep keep that ball out of the net. So, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think I'll be taking that bet on. OK, and Sam doesn't fancy it because by the same token, Jamie, as he just said, Chelsea have conceded in both their first two outings of the season. So, with that in mind, does the home win and both teams scoring odds of 15-8 to eight offer any interest to you? Yeah, look, I've, I've definitely got the same notes as Sam here. I do think it'll be a case of, of both teams scoring. Um, I think at the moment, confidence is probably going to be quite low at Chelsea, especially after that defeat against West Ham. Um, we saw some very uh, yeah, very shaky individual performances from some of the Chelsea players on the weekend. Obviously, particularly some of the new boys as well. So um, I think as well, Stamford Bridge, after that defeat, I think the mood's going to be a bit low and, and that one might play a part in terms of you know, at times being they're going to crowd are going to be a bit on edge, but I still think Chelsea have got more than enough to kind of get get over the line here and get the win. But uh, I do fancy Luton to make it kind of a, a tricky evening for them. So uh, I think both teams to score in a Chelsea win is is the way to go here. Yep, I'll agree with you on that front. But let's move on to Saturday lunchtime now as Bournemouth play host to Tottenham. Now, Sam, you were right last week in predicting that the Cherries would get involved in the both teams to score bets at Anfield last weekend. Do you fancy more of the same at the Vitality odds of eight to fifteen? Yeah, do you know what? I do. I think this is going to be a really good game. Bournemouth have played some really exciting football, as of Spurs, from what we've seen in the opening two games. Two new managers there coming in, stamping their authority and playing with a style that the fans are going to like. So I'm expecting more attacking football here at the weekend. And I think, yeah, both teams will get on the score sheet. Now, Jamie, Tottenham will undoubtedly look to build on such an impressive showing at home to Manchester United just a few days ago. Is this one as simple as backing a first away win of the season, odds of 10 to 11? 
Um, yeah, I look, firstly, I think the signs are looking quite good at Spurs at the moment. I'm not going to get too carried away uh, just yet. But look, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I think that, that um, you know, some really good attacking football um, and, yeah, really exciting stuff at Spurs at the moment. But you can still see kind of those fragilities at the back still. Um, obviously, times when we do look open and I think Manchester United, had they been a bit more clinical um, in, in that game on the weekend, then maybe they might have got something from it because, uh, you know, there was times when they were just kind of w walking through the Spurs defence. So, um, yeah, I think Bournemouth can play some part in this game. Um, obviously made a respectable start at the mo uh, to the season. Obviously drawing with West Ham. I think they went ahead against Liverpool as well, didn't they? Um, and, and maybe unfortunate not to have got something from that game. So I think Bournemouth, they might cause Spurs some issues. But uh, I do think Spurs will eventually get the line here. Um, so maybe both teams to score as well, combined with the Spurs win. Uh, 12 to 5, I, th I think maybe is, uh, is the way I'd go here. Yeah, you're probably right in squeezing a bit more out of it. I think 10 to 11. I mean, admittedly, a little spoiler, I am getting excited. I'll explain more towards the end of the show. So I'll keep my powder dry. But Sam, if you're looking at this game from a first goal scorer perspective, which player takes your fancy before Saturday? So it's a 10 to 1 shout and it's Semenyo. I think that's something that I could be wrong. Someone might uh, correct me on Twitter, I'm sure. But Semenyo at 10 to 1 is my shout. Already scored this season. Uh, I think it's very decent odds for a first uh, for the first goal scorer, I think if Bournemouth are going to get a goal, they're going to have to score the first goal. And I think, like that did it against Liverpool, they might catch Spurs early. So, yeah, um, that's what I'm going with. Semenyo to get the goal 10 to 1. That's not a bad shout, actually. As you say, scored against Liverpool last week, was involved in the opener, sorry, the equaliser, shall I say, against West Ham in the opening weekend. So, he has been a handful when he's been on the pitch, and he might be a handful for Spurs this Saturday. So, Jamie, just to build on that and your previous question, actually, how do you think the game pans out from a half time, full time point of view? Yeah, I mean, this is a really tricky one for me because I, I really like the look of a draw and then Spurs' uh, full-time win. Um, and that's at 9-2. to two. Obviously, that offers some pretty good value. But I, I just think that Spurs, as much as I think Bournemouth, they're going to cause them some issues. I think Spurs will be leading at half-time and then go on to win at full-time as well. So I, I slightly prefer that one at 21-10. to 10. Um, yeah, as I said, I think Bournemouth are going to play some part in this match. But uh, yeah, really exciting at Spurs at the moment. I think they're going to have enough quality to win this one. I think it'll be somewhat comfortable. So uh, yeah, as I said, I think both teams will score. But I think Spurs will be leading at half-time and full-time at 21-10. to 10. Yeah, I mean, was it last season where we were 2-0 down? That being Spurs, obviously. And then one late with a Benton call winner. So that was a 3-2 away. Yeah, that's away. right. Yeah. So many times we went behind last season, isn't it, in the first half? We were rubbish in the first half, but uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as many as five goals on the South Coast. I reckon a 2-1 win, and as you say, Jamie, I think Spurs will they'll be comfortable in the end. It's not going to be as dramatic as last time, but I think both teams scoring, Spurs winning, that will take a, a good sort of seven points out of nine for Spurs after three weeks. But let's go to the Emirates now, and with Fulham saying goodbye to Alexander Mitrovic. Sam, do all signs point to an Arsenal win? And if so, what handicap would you put on this one? Yeah, I wouldn't be too brave with this one. I'd, I'd be looking probably at the minus one handicap at four to six if I was taking it on. Um, I think Fulham are going to set up to, to shut up shop, basically, uh, which they can do. You know, we've seen them do it before. Uh, obviously, without Mitrovic, they're missing a lot of firepower there. Uh, but there's still no pushover of Fulham. They're a very good, very good side. So I think Arsenal might have the work cut out to an extent. But yeah, I think Arsenal could win it 2-0 but I won't I won't be too risky with it I don't think I can't well 
I'm not sure we'll see a three or four nil here, basically, because I think he'll set up very reserved now. Mitrovic is not there. I think it will be a case of right. We need to sort of lock the doors. Yeah, I think the bookmakers have come to the same conclusion actually, because this leads into Jamie's question that before kickoff you can get an Arsenal win and under 3.5 total goals at 13 to 10. Now, if Mitrovic was playing, it might have been under 2.5 and so on and so forth. You know, there might have been a, a change in the market, but it looks like they're using Sam's logic to price this one up. Are you going to go in that direction or do you think it's going to be more entertaining with over 3.5 total mm. goals or to 11 to 8? Yeah, look, I, I think I agree with Sam here and uh, I'll go for under 3.5 goals. I, I just think with Fulham kind of losing that firepower, I'm not sure they're going to get on the score sheet. We've seen how good Arsenal's defensive. They were very impressive uh, against Crystal Palace. Obviously, had 10 men. Um, under under siege at times, but they d- defended really well against against Palace. So um, I think against Fulham at home, much easier challenge. So uh, I, I think they're more than capable of cl- keeping a clean sheet themselves. Um, obviously, going forward, Arsenal, I think there was times when they did look maybe a bit flat and you know not quite at their best. So I don't think you know they're going to score a load of goals here again. Like Sam said, I don't think it's going to be a three four niller. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a, a low-scoring Arsenal win. So, uh, I'm going to go for under 3.5 goals here. OK, then nine points from nine looks like the remit at Arsenal. But our remit is bet building. We're going to go bet building once again. And this time, we're off to the seaside. Bring the bucket and spade as Brighton play host to West Ham. We're going to look to construct another winner. And Sam, that means I'd like an anytime goal scorer from you, please. Right, it's got to be Solly March. He's already got three goals this season. So, he is the uh, top scorer for Brighton. I mean, fantasy football dream, isn't he? If you've got him in his team. Uh, solid March for me, 11-5 to 5 seems to be the one that takes my eye. That's a great shout and maybe a great shout for the England squad when it's next named. But Jamie, but Jamie, I'd like the over-under on the goals from you, please. Yeah, I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals here. I think it's going to be an exciting game between these two teams. Obviously, both teams are making pretty strong starts to the season. Uh, Brighton, they nested four goals in both their matches so far. So, plenty of goals. Obviously, you know, the guy we just mentioned there, Solly March, getting three three goals already. Um, loads of other players we could mention as well in terms of where they could score goals. Uh, West Ham, of course, they got three past Chelsea as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I think there's plenty of goals in this one. Uh, so I'm going to go for over 2.5. Two great picks. I'm going to fatten this one out with both teams scoring on Saturday. As you say, Jamie, there's plenty of options across both teams. Brighton have hit four per game thus far, but have failed to keep clean sheets in the process. West Ham have also managed to score in their first two league games of the season, scoring four goals themselves. Now, I think Brighton will come out on top in the end, but I'm not focusing on the result. I'm focusing on the attack flair from both teams. And that's why I'm backing both teams to score odds of 8-13. to 13. Right, let's just recap our three picks then. Sam has gone for Solly March to score at any time. Jamie's gone for over 2.5 goals at the Amex. And I've also gone for both teams to score. This one is priced at 5-1. to one. Not a lot, but I think this is a real winnable one. So, £10 on the betting slip, £60 in your back pocket if it gets over the line. I hope it gets over the line for you. I hope it gets over the line for us. But let's have a quick chat about the game itself now. And Sam, I know we can't give too much credence to the Premier League table after week two. But it's fair to say this Brighton side is seemingly continuing from when they left off. Yeah, so obviously Brighton having an absolutely fantastic start to the season. Um, I'll be honest with you, I thought that we're going to have a bit of a a bit of a topsy-turvy season this season. But the way it's going, you know what, they're going to prove me wrong, I think. Um, and it's, it's exciting to see. And it must be really exciting to be a Brighton fan because there doesn't seem to be any sort of impact to the players that are going out. Matoma's absolutely flying at the moment. Obviously, we spoke about Solly March a minute ago. 
Uh, there's a lot of good things happening at Brighton, and I think they're in for a really good season here. Uh, it be interesting to see how they can balance the cup runs uh, alongside the Premier League. But yeah, I think fantastic stuff going on at Brighton. Really happy for them. Yeah, you make a good point about cup runs. I mean, them being in the Europa League this season is going to be a real interesting dynamic to the campaign. Part of you thinks, you know, if the top six, top seven, or the big six, big seven, as we know them, are all with their houses in order, it might leave just crumbs for Brighton in the Premier League. So why not go for the Europa League and go all out like West Ham tried to do a couple of seasons ago? Obviously, your, your Europa League form, form sorry, can have a detriment to your Premier League form. But if there's little to be going in the Premier League domestically, you might as well just think, let's go for Europe. Let's maybe win that competition, get into the Champions League next season. So we'll wait and see with Brighton, but it's very exciting. We know that much. At the same time, Jamie, how important will West Ham's win over Chelsea be last weekend, especially when we look at the next manager to go odds, where Moyes is third favourite, odds of 6-1? to one. Yeah, look, I, I think it would take something pretty catastrophic for, for Moyes to kind of be the next manager to go. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't consider this one at the moment. I think, firstly, he's got too much credit in the bank. Um, of course, you know, winning that European trophy last season, obviously guiding them to safety as well. I mean, obviously, yes, a club like West Ham should be more ambitious, but did the job. Um, then, of course, they've made this good start to the season as well. I think getting a draw at Bournemouth, um, I think it's not the, not the end of the world. Then, of course, that really impressive performance against Chelsea. So they've made a really good start to the season. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't have him down as the, the next manager to leave. My shout for this one probably would be Rob Edwards. I think that Luton are going to be a team that are going to really struggle over the next couple of weeks. Um, and I think that maybe, you know, as a new club coming up, they might look to try and be a bit more ambitious. They might look to try and appoint someone um, di uh, try something different and uh, yeah I, I think that they might be the first club to act so uh, Luton and Rob Edwards is, is probably my pick for, for this our market That's an interesting shout but talking of betting and West Ham Sam what do you make of the Lucas Pacatel and the spot fixing accusation because considering he was 8-11 to 11 on to get booked in that game against Brentford something doesn't quite add up here does it? Yeah they've obviously made their mind up about him haven't they um, they've obviously thinking oh he's a naughty boy um, but me, I've got to go with the Jose Mourinho uh, out, outlook and say I prefer not to speak at this moment in time. We'll have to see how it all pans out. But if he is found guilty, judging from what we've seen from Ivan Tony, these look even worse allegations potentially. So it could be looking at a really lengthy ban here. So could be a bit dangerous this one for West Ham. A bit worrying. Good tone there, actually, Sam. We don't our legal department getting hot on us, actually. So well done. We'll move on very quickly. So, Jamie, <laughs> if you're looking at this game from a first 45 minutes point of view, that being Brighton West Ham, of course, would you be bold enough to back the Brighton win at 45 minutes or to 2021? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I did have some slight doubts about Brighton coming to this season, but they've made an amazing start so far. Um, I think one thing that's really impressive about this Brighton squad is kind of that depth. I, mean, I know, obviously, plenty of FPL managers would have been, you know, really disappointed to have seen João Pedro bench last weekend, but really it just kind of pays testament to how strong they are. So, you know, I think for, you know, even if they are in Europe this season, I think they'll be able to contend with that. Um, and I, you know, as well, I just think that's going to stand them in really good stead for the next couple of weeks as well. So, yeah, I think I think Brighton will be too strong for West Ham here. Um, I think they will get the win, and uh, yeah, I, I think they'll have a comfortable afternoon leading at half time and go on to win at full time. So, uh, yeah, I think I would go with this one. I'm going to take that one as well. But now it's time for our long shot acker. We go anywhere in the world on the hunt for odds between two to one and five to one. So, Sam, you're up first this week. What have you got for me? 
So this is probably a controversial one, is this one. Um, obviously, we've got Everton versus Wolves, a massive game now for the uh, potential relegation candidates, if we're honest about it. Uh, Everton haven't started the season well at all. Obviously, Wolves have been unfortunate, I think, in one of the games, obviously got battered in the other. Uh, both coming into, the, into this game off the pummel in, but I think, I, from what I've seen, I think Wolves have enough to edge this. Uh, and I've got, I know it's an away win, but I think Wolves might nick something here and I'm going for a Wolves win. Uh, something worrying me about Everton, I don't think Sean Dyche is getting what he needs out of that team. Obviously, we saw Dominic Calvert-Lewin pick up the injury as well last week. Another massive blow to Everton. And I just think where their goal's coming from, I know Wolves have the same issue, but I don't know if there's something really that has been bothering me about Everton for a long time now. And I don't think Sean Dyche is actually going to be the man to fix it. And I have a feeling they might get relegated as well. It's a bold shout early on. So, Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I'm going to go for the exciting London derby between Brentford and Palace. Um, I think that Brentford will come up on top here um, and they'll do so at evens. Um, it's been a really good start for Brentford so far. Obviously, that tool draw against Spurs, then they comfortably saw a Fulham winning 3-0. Um, they've made a really good start attacking-wise. Plenty of options there um, to get on the score sheet. So, uh, I think they'll have a too much quality here for Palace. Um, so, I'm going to go for them to win at evens. Me too. Right, I'm off to St James's Park as Newcastle players to Liverpool. And although the Reds have not got off to a flying start this season, admittedly four points from six, but it's not quite there in terms of performance, they do seem to have a hex over the Magpies because they've won their last four matches between the two teams, including that game where Nick Pope was sent off in bizarre fashion at the middle of last season. So Newcastle were perhaps unfortunate to lose at Manchester City last weekend, and the fixture computer has been no kinder this time around. Liverpool may need a statement win of their own to start the season, and I think they get it with an away win odds of 2-1. to one. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's focus on some more Premier League topics now, and next up, we're off to West London and another derby fixture for Brentford. Three in as many weeks, but Sam, are you backing three points for the Bees, odds of 19-20? to 20? Absolutely. They just mantled Fulham, didn't they, last week? 3-0. Uh, mightily impressed with that. I had that game down for a draw, didn't I, last week? Um, so, yeah, that was a bit of a turn-up for the books for me. But, uh, so yeah, that was a big result. I think Brentford are flying at the moment. Thomas Frank's got to be delighted with how the team's responded without Ivan Tony in there. And Wenman Visa at the top seems to be thriving um, with their new sort of freedoms, if you like, going forward. So, they've obviously taken the brunt of it. They're providing the goals. And I think, yeah, I think it's a great price. 19-20, definitely. Both of Palace's first two league games of the season have ended with under 2.5 goals. Are you going to go in the same direction on Saturday as two or less is currently priced at odds of four to five? Yeah, I mean, a, a tricky one here because, you know, Palace have been really good defensively so far. I think they're yet to concede from open play. Um, I mean, obviously, they, they conceded that penalty against Arsenal. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I've been really impressed with Palace so far. Um, especially defensively. So, you know, maybe they can keep Brentford out, but uh, I just think that Brentford look too good at the moment, especially um, at, at home. So uh, I think this could be a quite exciting game. I think both teams can get on the score sheet here. I like the look of maybe a 2-1 Brentford. Um, as I said, hopefully in Burma getting on the score sheet, especially because um, just brought them into my fantasy team as well. So that'd be nice if you can do that. And especially as well, odds of 2-1 to one to score any time. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals here because I think this can be an exciting one. But, uh, look, it'd be interesting considering Palace's good defensive start. So, uh, yeah, interest, really excited to see this game. But uh, I think it's going to be over 2.5 goals here. 
Right, next up, we're off to Goodison Park as Everton play host to Wolves. Now, Sam, you've just mentioned that you think Wolves are going to win. It's perhaps unfair to label this as a six-pointer, but either side needs three points. You're back in Wolves. you want to add a bit more logic as to why? Yeah, I mean, I've just been so impressed with what I've seen with Wolves against Manchester United. They're really lucky there, obviously. Had a really tough game against Brighton last time out. But Everton, there's something that just really bothers me at the moment. I don't think Sean Dyke has really got to grips with his team. I don't think the fans are fully on board with Dyke at the moment. I would be honest with you. It seems to be a little bit hit and miss with the fans where they see Dyke as a manager. I don't think they're totally comfortable with him. Uh, I don't think they've really got a style yet. I don't think they've sorted the defence out. I think a lot of fans are bothered by the fact that, that Michael Keane is still, you know, uh, starting the games for them. I think they're a bit miffed about that. I think there's a lot of things that need addressing at Everton, and I'm not sure Dyke is going to do it. Uh, I think it's going to be a long season for them. Um, yeah, I don't, I, it's, a, it's a strange one for Everton, this, because, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk about it in a bit, but about the next manager or sacking. I don't think Dykes will be the next manager or sacking because I think Everton have got to sort of ride it out, ride the wave for it, with him for a bit. But I do think they're going to have to ride a hell of a wave because I don't think they're going to get results anytime soon, to be honest with you. No, I can't see it either. I mean, if I was to pick a result, I may go for a draw at Goodison Park, but your logic of Wolves winning wouldn't be a surprise either. I just I look at Everton and I just think, where's any spark, any creativity? Dominic Calvert-Lewin has no luck whatsoever in terms of injuries. Just gets fit, breaks his cheekbone, going to be out for another few weeks. Everton back to square one or behind square one almost when it comes to creativity. I mean, I, I don't fear for them in the sense I'm losing sleep, but I look at them and think, if there is going to be a non-promoted team going down this season, I think it's the Toffees. But anyway, Jamie, let's focus on this game because both teams did suffer heavy defeats last weekend. If you were to pick a result and an over-under goals outcome, how do you see this one panning out? Yeah, look, I mean, initially, I kind of like the look of maybe Everton grinding this one out, but I, I think it will be a case of, I just thought they were so poor against, uh, you know, uh, Aston Villa, obviously you can see them four. Um, Fulham, a team who I don't particularly rate either. Um, I thought were, you know, they were very, you know, very poor at home to lose 1-0 in that game. So, um, yeah, I think I'm probably going to go with Wolves. And I think value is quite good here in terms of under 2.5 goals and a Wolves win at 5-1. to Don't think both teams have, have much firepower. Um, so I, I, I just think it'd be a case of where Wolves will come out on top here and kind of grind out the win. And at 5-1 to one, uh, to do so, I do quite like that against an Everton team who are just really struggling and who are in big trouble. You know, I, I think Sean Dyche will eventually leave this season. I think he'll be sacked, but don't think he'll be the next one. But uh, yeah, not looking good at all for Everton at the moment. And uh, look, I, I think as well, Wolves, they did produce that impressive performance against Manchester United. So maybe showing some some good signs. Obviously, Gary O'Neill is a manager who I do really like. Obviously, did a great job at Bournemouth last season. Um, so be interesting this one. But uh, I think Wolves will come out on top in a low-scoring one, under 2.5 goals, 5-1. to one. Now, let's divert to the first manager to go market. Sam, you just touched on Sean Dyche. He's second favourite at the moment at odds of 11-2. to two. Now, is there knowledge in this or is this a knee-jerk reaction because of Everton's first two performances and people are lumping on early? Like I said, I don't, I can't see Dyche being next to go because I don't think Everton have really got anywhere else to go at the moment. They're kind of exhausting all their options. I mean, bear in mind, the last few years, have had Ancelotti, Benitez, Lampard. You know, they've, they've, they've tried everything. I think, and obviously, Deitch is now sort of your relegation candidate. He's the man that's supposed to be perfect for this sort of scenario. 
So if this doesn't go right, then where do they really go from here? The fans are going to start to get really cheesed off. So I think the board have got to stick with it for a bit. Uh, the one I'm looking at is it's the favourite, unfortunately. It's going to be hecking bottom at Sheffield United. I think if they continue to obviously lose games, you know, say they lose their first, which quite it could quite easily happen, six or seven games, then, you know, obviously look at it and go, he's going to be the first name on the list, isn't he? Yeah, I think you're right. And also you're right in the sense of Everton, they've employed this firefighter and he can't put the flames out. So if he can't do the recovery job and he's sacked, like where would Everton go? And then you kind of think, well, have they got anywhere left to turn? And I think that's the kind of, maybe the reasoning at the moment that Shaw Dykes is going to be safe in the medium term, not the long term. Obviously, if he keeps them up, that can change quickly. But you do look at the next couple of months and think he's safe for now, only because Everton don't have a genuine alternative. But, Jamie, let's focus on Sheffield United very quickly. Sam has alluded to Paul Heckingbottom being the favourite to be the first man to go at odds of 7-2. to two. Now, you said Rob Edwards a moment ago. So, mm. I want to sort of take that logic and kind of wrap it up into Premier League teams getting promoted. Do you think it's quite harsh when managers get teams promoted out of the Championship and all their efforts are very quickly forgotten because they're struggling in the Premier League? Should they be given that time or not? Um, it's, it's very difficult. I mean, I guess it kind of in, it depends how much a team has kind of invested um, in the squad. Obviously, we saw last season Nottingham Forest. I think they did very well to kind of stick with it or stick with their manager. Obviously, spent so much money um, and, and, he, and he eventually ended up rewarding them by keeping them safe. So, you know, that was a good example of sticking with your manager who, who manages to get you up. Obviously, knows the squad, you know, knows the club as well. So, that's an interesting factor. But look, sometimes I think they just want to kind of be a bit more ambitious. They've managed to get there and maybe they want to make that change. So look, I think in terms of where the next manager goes, I do think it will be from one of the new promoted teams, Sheffield United or Luton. Um, as I said, Rob Edwards, probably my favourite at the moment to go, just because I think Luton are really going to struggle. I think they're going to have a very tough time um, and maybe they might look to, to be a bit more ambitious. I think we're Paul Heckingbottom. Maybe he's got a bit more credit in the bank. Obviously, he's done a good, very good job at Sheffield United over the last couple of, uh, the last couple of seasons. Um, so I do think that he has, as I said, got that credit. I think with Rob Edwards, he might be an easier one to kind of let go. Um, and uh, I think that, that he will be the next manager to go just because I think Luton are really going to struggle. They'll want to show a little bit more ambition. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think it is very harsh, you know, to have done all that work to get them up. Um, but uh, look, these clubs, obviously so much money involved. They want to try and be a bit more ambitious. So, uh, yeah, you can understand it in the same side. Yeah, of course. If it's anything like last season, it was rather bloodthirsty by Premier League chairman. So don't be surprised if we say, see the same kind of hiring and firing all over the place from you know September onwards, really. But let's go to Old Trafford next. As Manchester United post to Nottingham Forest, both teams have won one and lost one this season. Sam, how do you squeeze some value out of this game? It's a hard one to squeeze value, isn't it? That's, um, why, that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Manchester United, obviously, they've been reliant on their home form, haven't they, to pick up points uh, over the last few seasons. Uh, away from home, obviously, we've all seen the stats about their record against the top nine teams this week. Absolutely woeful. So, you know, Old Trafford's their fortress and Nottingham Forest are probably a prime opponent for the beating. So, whether they do it in style or not, it doesn't matter. They just seem to find a way at home, don't they? But, yeah. Like Wolves in the opening game, you know, we saw that. The Manchester United, they struggled, but they found a way. Uh, what I do think, though, is Manchester United, to win both teams to score 8-5, to five, is probably where the value does lie. Uh, Manchester United have conceded two of the last three games at Old Trafford. And we've just seen the way that they've started this season. There's 
a lack of, I don't know what it is, legs. They just look a bit leggy somehow in the midfield. Um, they're getting overran on the turn, on the turnovers, and it's just the, the tracking back's just not there at the moment. It doesn't seem to be. So I think there's a good chance that Forest could catch them out here. And uh, yeah, I can definitely see Manchester United winning both teams to score eight to five. Well, Mason Mount's had a poor start to his time at Manchester United. He's now injured, so he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, I think. So no option there in terms of the anytime goal scorer. However, Jamie, you were spot on with your Nottingham Forest versus Sheffield United anytime scorer on last week's show. You had the same task at the Theatre of Dreams. Yeah, I really like Sam's pick there in terms of both teams scoring and a Manchester United win. Um, so I'm actually going to go with the pick from last week. Again, I think Tyler Wani can get on the score sheet here. Um, don't think it's going to be enough to kind of get them the win or get them anything from this one. I still think United will come up top. But look, he, he's just looking really good at the moment. Um, he's 3-1 he's to one, uh, to score any time. Um, it's now eight goals in his last uh, six Premier League appearances. So he's in a really good run of form at the moment. So... I think it's difficult to kind of back against him at the moment, especially the way Manchester United are looking as well. So we know in terms of, as in, said, in that midfield, they just look really weak at the moment. So uh, I think Nottingham Forest can capitalise on that. Don't, as I said, don't think they're going to have enough to kind of get something from this one. But uh, I do like the look of Tywo Wani getting, a, getting another goal um, at 3-1. to one. Jamie's going for double bubble. Right, before we move on, I want a correct score bet from you both. It doesn't matter where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. So Sam, you're up first. What have you got for me? So, for me, I'm going to go for the London Derby, Arsenal versus Fulham. I'm going to go for an Arsenal win. It's 2-0 against Fulham, 6-1 to one, that's paid. I think Arsenal will edge this one, as we spoke earlier. But I don't think it's going to be a thrashing. I think it'd be a case of Fulham will try and shut up shop, but unfortunately, Arsenal will just be too strong for them. I think they'll nick a couple of goals. Nice shout. And Jamie, what correct score are you hoping for this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to go for the Spurs game, obviously, against Bournemouth, away at Bournemouth. Um, and I'm going to go for a 3-1 win for Spurs at 14-1. to Obviously, we mentioned about both teams scoring. I think, yes, obviously, Spurs look very good going forward. But as, as we keep mentioning, um, defensively, some real question marks. So I think Bournemouth can uh, certainly nick a goal. But uh, I think Spurs should be too strong for them here. So I'm going to go for a 3-1 win at 14-1. to Fingers crossed you're spot on. And of course, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this weekend. Right, let's pop up some more Premier League headlines. And first up, we go to Turf Moor as Burnley play host to Aston Villa. Sam, Villa have been well beaten and they've dished out a thrashing of their own. Do you fancy the away win odds of 11 to 10? Yeah, I do fancy the away win. I think Villa, as much as we panned them on the opening game of the season, they actually gave us some troubles in their parts of the first half. And obviously, we saw what they did last week. I think they have got a good thing going there under Unai Emery. I also think that Burnley will come good at some point. Uh, but I do think just at this stage of the season, I think the Villa might just have enough to edge this one. I think the, the, they're playing some good football. I think they've found the rhythm a bit quicker than Burnley have uh, in this season so far. So, yeah, we're going with Villa to win here. At the same time, Jamie, you could say Villa have been Jekyll and Hyde in this first couple of weeks. We've seen both sides to them. Would you fancy a Burnley... Double chance, odds of 7-10? to 10. Um, I don't think so. I think that Villa will win this one. Um, obviously, in that, that first game, they did struggle against a very strong Newcastle side. So, I don't think there's kind of, you know, too much to look into that one in terms of they were poor, but they faced a very good Newcastle team, as I said, obviously, away from home as well. Um, I think as well, Burnley in their opener didn't particularly show too many get signs against Manchester City. Yes, of course, Man City should have, you know, comfortably win that one. I think everyone expected that. But uh, 
don't think there was too many signs to suggest that they will cause an upset here. So, uh, yeah, look, Villa obviously looked very good against Everton, obviously scoring four goals. Um, and I, I think it will be another win here. So, uh, I'm going to go for a no to this one. I think Villa will come out on top. OK, then I'm going to agree with Villa. So, that's the consensus there. At the same time as that game plays, Sheffield United host to Manchester City. And with City beating the Blades in the FA Cup semi a few months ago, Sam, is this game going to see over 3.5 total goals, odds of 6-4? to four? I think City are going to be out for revenge. I think there's going to be a bloodbath. I think over three and a half goals is probably where I'd be putting my money, to be fair. Six to four, definitely. I think I, I can see four or five for City, to be honest with you. I think I think City, the, I think they need a big win to really get the season going. Again. Like Obviously, they've the, the, obviously started with two wins, but I think they'll be happy with the two wins that they've got. But I think they'll be looking at this and going, do you know what? We can make a real statement here with a big win. Um, I think Haaland will be wanting a goal. He's obviously not had one for a little bit now, a couple of games. So, I think he's destined to get on the score sheet here and I think over three and a half goals and six to four is where I'll be putting my money. Now, Jamie, City have to deal with the injury to Kevin De Bruyne for the next few months. But if you had to pick a City player to get on the anytime score sheet, which player catches your eye before Sunday? Uh, yeah, I mean, an interesting one, obviously, with Manchester City. So many options. I think Phil Foden, definitely an option that I do like. Erling Haaland, of course, always an option. But uh, for me, maybe if you want to go for a little bit more value, um, I think Julia, uh, Julian Alvarez is the way to go. I, I really love this guy. I think he's a fantastic player. And I think eventually he's going to play a massive part for City. Um, obviously, got goal involvements in, in both of his first two matches. Uh, got the winner against Newcastle as well. Really nice goal. Uh, so I, I do like that of him be, uh, here being an anytime goal scorer at 7-5. to five. Yeah, there's value there for now. But if he keeps scoring, I don't see much value in the Argentinian going forward. But for this weekend, back him. Because let's save the best for last in terms of the Premier League. It's Sunday's main event between Newcastle and Liverpool. Now, Sam, with your Magpies hat on, are you going all in and backing the home win at St James's odds of 23 to 20? Oh, even with the Magpies hat on, sadly, I can't oh. do it. Uh, obviously, you touched upon it earlier. Liverpool have won the last four meetings against Newcastle. Don't get me wrong, we, we've turned up against them. Um but they just seem to have this knack of beating us. Uh, they're just a bit clinical when it comes to it. I think there's something about us when it comes to Liverpool. We just don't seem to take our chances. I don't know what it is. Uh, there's just something there. And I think it could be the case again this weekend. I think Liverpool just seems to have one over us. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, I think 2-1 to one for the away win actually doesn't look the worst price on this one. But nice. I'm hoping for Newcastle win. Let's talk about that price now, Jamie, because Liverpool will have Alexis McAllister available after his rather harsh sending off on Saturday was overturned. Will that aid their bid for that away win at odds of 2-1? to one? Mm, Well, do you know what? I'm probably going to go in the opposite direction here and I, I, I think that Newcastle will get the win. I think that Goodbye. Liverpool, yet to convince me, um, obviously started well against Chelsea, but ultimately were probably fortunate to, to not to have lost that one in the end. Um, and I think as well, Newcastle, you know, big win against Aston Villa um, at home, um, put up a good fight against Manchester City too, obviously, uh, too, as well. Um, you know, only to lose 1-0. I think they were fairly unfortunate. I think Man City probably were worthy winners in the end, but still a good performance from Newcastle. Um, so, yeah, I've just been more impressed by Newcastle so far. And uh, obviously the game at St James's Park. Uh, so I'm going to go for a home win here. OK, then, Sam, let's assume that Jamie is correct and let's look at the top four odds at present. Newcastle are evens, Liverpool are 8-13. to 13. So if the Magpies do win, would you see that market being altered in favour of Eddie Howe's men? 
I don't think there'll be too much change in at this stage of the season. I think it could slightly balance it out. Um, I still think Liverpool will be the favourites compared to Newcastle. Um, but I think they might come slightly closer together. Uh, long way to go yet, obviously. So, yeah, I, I don't think there'll be too much of a change in the market, but definitely one to keep an eye on. OK, Jamie, let's also keep an eye on Newcastle in the Champions League. Now, a lot depends on the draw that they'll be given in just a week or so's time. But do you think they may be better suited to a third-place finish in the group and then a proper crack at the Europa League after Christmas? Yeah, well, look, first out, I think it's going to be a tough draw for them. I, I might have to correct me if I'm wrong. I think they are in pot four. Um, so I think that that's going to make it tricky for them. Um, but look, this is the competition they qualified for. This is the competition you know they'll want to be a part of and go as far as they possibly can. Um, however, again, having said that, um, I, th- I think it's going to be you know very difficult. You know, I think everyone knew as well with Newcastle, they're very much ahead of schedule at the moment, and um, you know, uh, I-, I think maybe dropping into the Europa League could definitely be a good thing for them. I think you know the Champions League is going to be a big, big task for them. You know, to go really far in that. But I think with the Europa League, I think that that might represent a really good opportunity to kind of end that wait for a trophy. You know, I think if they do get that first trophy, I think that that's where they really will kick on. Because obviously, as we know with Spurs, I think that that's something that's very much um, for a long time just eluded them. And I think it becomes harder and harder when you keep, you know, missing out. So I think if Newcastle can get a, a trophy early on in their project and um, I think that that would really help them kick on. And the Europa League, I think, really represents a, a great opportunity to do that. So uh, I think finishing third place in the group wouldn't be the end of the world. But I think Newcastle fans, I'm sure Sam would, would agree, you know, they want to be in that competition. They want to go as far as possible. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll be going for, for those top two spots. Yeah, I think as long as Newcastle fans have some form of European football to look forward to past the turn of the year, they're not going to be too disappointed. If they finish fourth in the group, you think, oh, after all that, it's ended by late November, that's a disappointment. But if it can be extended into the Europa League, I don't think you'll get too many complaints up on Tyneside. With that said, let's quickly drop down a level and focus on the two teams that are still on maximum points in the Championship. Ipswich play host to Leeds. And Sam, I don't know about you, but I really like the look of a home win up to 5-4. to four. Yeah, well, Ipswich and Leicester are the teams to beat, aren't they, in the Championship at the moment. Uh, and with all the unrest at Leeds, it's just difficult to know what to expect from them. I think Parker's got his work cut out. Uh, I have to say, Switch are the justifiable favourites while Leeds try to sort out who actually wants to play for them. So, yeah, unfortunately for all my Leeds mates, my local boys, uh, I think it could be another loss this weekend for you. Yeah, for all the chat we had about Leeds in our opening show of the season and their promotion odds, it's not looking a good bet at the moment. The same can't be said for Leicester, though. It's looking quite a solid bet. And they, Jamie, left it late to get the better of Cardiff last weekend. Will the away win over Rotherham at odds of 4-7 to seven, be more routine, in your opinion? Yeah, I think so. I think, obviously, Leicester made a pretty perfect start to the season so far. It's three wins from three, beating Coventry, Huddersfield and Cardiff. Um, and obviously looked really good in those games. And, uh, yeah, I think for, for, for Rotherham, obviously, it's been two defeats and a draw. So, I, I just think that Leicester are going to have too much quality here. It's going to be the case for most teams in the Championship where Leicester are just going to have too much quality. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think this will be a straightforward Leicester win here. Yeah, it's been interesting with Leicester. I mean, they're not really touched on Ian Acho and Patson Dacca. Both strikers look potentially like they're going to be off before the end of the window, but they've kind of evolved rather quickly and they're not missing a step in the second tier at the moment. So if that continues, they're going to be back at the first time of asking. But now it's time for our final bit of business. It's the odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each. We combine it into an acker. We try and go for bets over one to two, but less than evens 
And after getting a 4-1 treble in the bag last weekend, let's see if we can get another winner over the line. So Sam, you're up first. What have you got for me? Well, it's the table toppers Brighton. I'm backing them for a home win against West Ham this weekend. Absolutely flying, aren't they, Brighton? Eight goals so far scored. I mean, West Ham are going to have the work cut out trying to keep them contained. Um, I think Brighton just looking so good. I love the way they're playing football. I think everyone in the country is loving the way they're playing football. If they can maintain this, what a season they're in for. And I think a home win here is on the cards. Lovely stuff. Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I'm going to go for Brentford uh, to beat Palace at evens. Obviously, a good start for Brentford so far. That tool draw with Spurs. Then they obviously managed to comfortably seal Fulham winning 3-0. I mentioned their attackers looking on form at the moment. Visser as well is another guy who's who's playing really well. Obviously, in Bermo, doing really well too. So, uh, I think they should have too much quality here for Palace. Um, So, I'm going to go for a win for them at evens. Okay, then. I'm going to stay in the Premier League. I'm off to the South Coast this weekend. Now, they do say never back the lunchtime kickoff, but after Tottenham's win over Manchester United last weekend, that's exactly what I'm doing as Spurs head off to the Vitality Stadium. Bournemouth gave Liverpool a small fright last week, but the Reds' quality did shine through in the end, and I'm hoping the same happens for the visitors on Saturday. Ange Postacoglu is likely to be without James Madison, but I still think the North London outfit will have enough in the tank to earn maximum points, and I'm backing this odds of 10 to 11. Right, that brings us to full time, so I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website. And now, I just need to thank my duo of top guests. Sam, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. It's an absolute pleasure. Cheers again, guys. Cheers, mate. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me. Yeah, all good. Thanks, Dan. And uh, yeah, looking forward to another round of Premier League fixtures. Obviously, been a really exciting start to the season so far. And uh, yeah, really look at, really loving having football back. So uh, yeah, looking forward to the weekend. Absolutely. Cheers, guys. And also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>